I'm Matthew. I'm Ryan. And I'm Wynn, unfortunately. And this is the Triple Threat Review. <laughs> Look, iCarly's on Netflix, and they're and they're struggling with it. Oh, man, I need a theme song. I need... Never mind. Anyways. You don't need a theme song. You don't need a This is the Triple Threat Review. What was that? <laughs> I'm your host, Matthew Allen. Joined with me are Ryan Fox and Wynn Brantley. Guys, how are y'all? Punch it! <laughs> no, that's at the end. Oh, yeah. Damn it. Freaking dude. I'm doing good. We're almost done with it. <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> oh, man. We're covering a, a, a fantastic show today, boys. Yeah, really. Tell you what, we have a really good show going on. It's WrestleMania it's 17. Right. Or it's it's actually, WrestleMania 17. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> WrestleMania, actually, it's WrestleMania X7. It's not called WrestleMania 17. WrestleMania X7. Oh, it's, the, it's the 17th anniversary of WrestleMania. It is. Yeah. That was almost 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. April Matt. 1st, 2001 in Houston, April Texas. Fools! Okay. Ah, God. It's not really. Just kidding. It's backlash. That'd be terrible. What a, what a, what a surprise. What an April Fool's joke that would be. Jeez. In Houston, Texas. And they're lying. Kidding! Yeah, sure April Fools! This oh is the truth. Houston, we have a problem. Get it? Because the poster? <laughs> Rock Austin? Go ahead, buddy. I hate all of Stone this. Cold Stephie and Dwayne? <laughs> I've started something I can't stop. <sighs> How mad can we make him? I don't know. We only have like four more episodes, dude. I want to. I want to hear him scream. <laughs> the boulder versus the ice cube. <laughs> Great, you made him laugh. The gold make him mad. Can we move on with the show, guys? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take mad. it away, buddy. Everybody has tuned out at this point. Like, usually, Good. it's at least fifteen to twenty minutes. Let's in. be real. If, if like viewers know that we're ending the show. The only people that are still listening to us is because they love the show. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see how, but thank April you. April 1st, 2001 in Houston, Texas, in the Astrodome, with an attendance of... The Silverdome! Astrodome. Jeez. With an attendance of... I'm thinking at least like 10. All right, buddy. Let's get through the show here without doing is that. This, is this the Impractical Joker segment where they say, hey, Sal, do it till it's unfunny? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's unfunny. No. Yeah. I'm going to guess... Uh, 45. No, 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 no. 55,000. Ryan said 10. So, only one of y'all was right. Um, or close to being right. 67,925. Nice. With a buy rate of? Uh, 300,000. Way off. Rookie numbers. Yeah, bump them numbers up. 800? More. A million. Oh, really? Yeah. 1,040,000. Holy. Right. Holy. With walk of Holy. With the tagline of, shit. where'd you go? I'm knocking shit over, I'm sorry. With the tagline <laughs> of, Houston, we have a problem. Yeah. Because Austin Rock, you know, fighting, that's a problem, I guess. Not really, though, because guess what, guys? The attendance for the Astrodome grossed 3.5 million. That's just the attendance. Yes. What? Yeah. Tickets were huge, dude. No. How? No, yes. don't don't even yes. buy into this. Yes. 3.5 million people in a stadium. No. $3.5 million. Oh, I said he, grossed. He said the attendance. No, I said the attendance grossed 3.5 million. 
Ah, okay. Well, that that makes sense. He's. I thought you said the. I thought he well, said the attendance. Uh, Shut up! Get the bread out of your was. ears, you idiot sandwich, and pay attention. <laughs> Shut the hell up, Matthew. <laughs> I thought. I, I thought you said the attendance grows to three point five. Did you think he said? That's that? what I thought. Yeah. That's well, y'all are a bunch of freaking first. idiots. Pay attention. Will you shut the heck up? <laughs> In addition to its commercial success, the event had received universal acclaim from critics and fans, often regarded as the best WrestleMania of all time, and considered, by some, the greatest professional wrestling pay-per-view ever produced. <laughs> Debatable. Do you name another one? Slammiversary 2019, oh, baby. Okay. Tessa versus Sammy Callahan. Oh, okay. Greatest match. Slammiversary 2020, you get Eric Young as a surprise. <laughs> and then I Good I said Brothers. 2019, not 2020. I know. I said 2020. I don't care what you said. I hate everything. Uh, accurate. So, guys, do you want to hear what's going on at this point in 2001? No. Too bad. You're going to get it. <laughs> you can shut up. He just keeps talking, doesn't he? Isn't that the whole goal? Does he ever stop? All means, Ryan, lead the episode. I actually want to see this. Anyways. <laughs> All right, well, let me pull up my notes that by, are totally mine. By March 26th, <laughs> hey, that's cool. At least I'm reading something. That's all that matters. I, okay, I'll read something. Good. Anyways, by March 26th of 2001, guys, we had three companies, WCW, ECW, and WWE. By March 26th, there were now two, and by June, there would only be one. Which Jesus. really, ECW's already out of business, pretty much. They're going bankrupt, and they'll have their last show in June. But Heyman's already working for the company, so it doesn't really matter. They've already kind of closed the doors to a certain extent. So, literally, the Raw, the Go Home Raw to WrestleMania was the simulcast where Raw was, where we had not, we had the final Nitro in the episode of Raw where we see Shane McMahon by WCW, because here comes the money. Um, yeah, so interesting stuff that's going on. Of course, the lead up of Austin Rock that's going on along with. Vince and Shane's feud, I think also the next best thing was another TLC match for the tag titles. And as well as Triple H and Undertaker in their first, yes, their first match. A lot of people don't know that they had one prior to 27. Mania I don't 27. know why they don't. I guess they don't count it because Taker was a biker. <clears throat> or maybe it's just a different generation of fans that really didn't. I mean, it's, it's I mean, sure. I mean, 10, year, 10 years is longer. That's a pretty long time. Yeah. This is the ref bump match. This is the yeah. This is the ref bump that takes an eternity, and we'll get to that in a second. But let's get on with Sunday Night Heat. Do we have to? Absolutely, we do. Shit. Let's get in to some Sunday Night Heat. First things first. Thank Attitude Era here because it's still Attitude Era, even though technically Gene Snitsky. Nope, you're about five years off, four years off. Okay. It's a tag match. Jesus, I don't know. <laughs> Well, I'm going to give it to you anyways. In a match that went give it to me. two and a half minutes. Oh, I'm giving it to you. <laughs> we had the X-Factor, which is just incredible in X-Pot with Albert, taking on Grandmaster Setsay and Steve Blackman. Jesus. Guess Ryan, can you talk for a second? I'll be right back. It's the X-Factor. That's that's who ends up winning. You'll do great. So, it's not really a show to do. <laughs> See you, buddy. Man, let's get right into the show, fellas. With false alarm, it was a vacuum cleaner. Our opening match. Thought it was an alien. I want you to tell him to pipe it down over there. We're trying to record a show. No, okay. Wait on you. I'll give yeah. him a call. <clears throat> For the WWF Intercontinental Title, we have Chris Jericho versus Old William Regal. 
Yes. Lord, Lord Steven Regal. How about that? Um, you, you guys want to know what this feud is from? You guys want to know how this feud started? Uh, you're going to tell us anyway, so. Probably not, actually. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? So, William Regal is commissioner of the WWF, and he seems to be doing some heelish things and Ooh. being a heel commissioner, as all commissioners are. So Jericho figured what better way to get revenge on William Regal and his evil commissioner ways than peeing in his tea. PT. So there's actually a bunch of great signs in the crowd on, on like the next episode of Raw where it was like, Hey William, spot of pee instead of spot of tea. Um We see this match not only use a good bit of back and forth and some map based stuff for both competitors. But we also see something that we haven't seen in a while, which is the good old-fashioned psychology, which was Regal attacking the shoulder of Jericho to help prevent the Walls of Jericho finisher and ah. the Regal stretch, which would be Regal's submission finisher that he uses. Um, Regal worked over the arm. Jericho came back and missed a lion salt because Regal got the knees up. Regal then takes the turnbuckle pad off and threw Jericho's left arm in the exposed steel. Then he gets an incendiary, followed by a drop kick, and then a missile drop kick that Jericho gets a two-count on. We see a missed corner charge and, and as Jericho hits the ring post with a beautiful double underhook suplex on, off the top for a two count. Jericho then applied the walls of Jericho, which Regal counters into a Regal stretch, which focused on Jericho's <laughs> left shoulder. He actually modified it because usually the Regal stretch involves like an STF involving the head. He actually did an STF on the shoulder. So, um, ah. <clears throat> psychology. That's mm-hmm. how it works. Uh, Jericho fought out of it and rammed Riddle headfirst in the turnbuckle. Hits a face buster, suplex, then a lion salt, and gets the pin and the win, and retains his Intercontinental title in seven minutes eight seconds. What did you guys think of the opener? Great match. I really did like this match. Me personally, I like I like the match too. Uh, a good way to like a good way to describe it is rough. Like it looked pretty. Did pr- you guys see Riddle's chest? Yeah. Yeah, it was stiff. Had a nice little Batman signal going his on. His chest there. wasn't his chest wasn't stiff, but the match was stiff. I don't know about his chest. Did you hold on? I'm feeling it now. Yeah, it's stiff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. All right. I'm uncomfortable. It's sus. Always very sus. So, yeah, just a rough match. Hard hitting. Jericho hit some really stiff chops on him. Some drop uh, kicks too. Yeah, it was just a hard hitting match, and I enjoy those. Um, Jericho was actually mentioned before that he didn't think this match was good, and he didn't think him and Regal had very good chemistry, but I thought it was all right. I, I mean, thought it was decent. So sure. good way to open the show. Yeah. Also, one other thing I noticed is Regal's theme sucks because it's not the typical theme that we'll see him use as a heel, like in '02 to about '08 when he leaves the company, or that he even uses now. It's this weird like royalty thing, but he's heel. It's just like I don't know. And then like, he doesn't get his new heel theme until like later, probably '02, where it's the whole. How does it go again? Wait. How does it sound? <laughs> Do that one more time. I'll just get quieter and sadder. <laughs> um, but not a bad match. Next up. Let's see. Uh, next up, we did a backstage shot of a car pulling up to the arena that had a WCW1 on the license plate. And it was old Shane O'Mac walking to the arena. Backstage as well, <clears> we see <throat> the acolytes comprised of Bradshaw, Farouk, and Jacqueline drinking beers and smoking cigars. Bradshaw did a promo to motivate his team by talking about the historical significance of being in Texas. He was from Texas, so it was inspiring. He was also American, so roll tide. Next up, in a random match, or at least a random half of the match, we get the right to censor, which is Bull Buchanan, and the good father, and Val Venus, taking on the APA. It's Taz! Team Taz looks different. Team Taz! Team Taz looks different. Taz! 
Yeah. Hi-yos. Anyways. <laughs> uh... RTC was a heel group that drew massive heat trying to censor things like bad language and violence in the Edge era. Went over pretty well. Um, it was supposed to be a parody of the Parents Television Council, I think. Which is a legit group who tried to claim that a boy who like swantoned off his roof and passed away, like trying to claim a WWF influenced him to do that. This is legit? This is legit. Holy shit. Like they were claiming like uh your 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 TV's a bad influence and they're like we put do not try this at home and all of our stuff. That's all they have to do. That's all you have to do. It's a, it's an unfortunate situation. Like I'm not mm-hmm. trying to say, oh, he deserved it or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, you know, they put that suggestion at the end of every episode, whether it's yeah. pay per view or mm-hmm. what. Yeah. And they uh, they even showed on the Titantron at uh, like live events and you know dark matches and stuff. Yeah. So that sucks, but <clears throat> yeah. Uh, we see early on Bull hits a clothesline on Farouk. Farouk hits a power slam. Then we see R- RTC work over Taz in the corner with each guy getting their shots in. Goodfather hits a lead drop and a back elbow. Uh, do you guys know how many gimmicks Goodfather has had in his career? A lot. A few. A few. Actually, I believe we have covered at least three of those gimmicks, I'm pretty sure. Because we have the Godfather. He's part of the greatest tag team ever, supply and demand. Okay. The Goodfather. And then uh, Kama Mustafa. I believe we've had Why didn't he do the Great Father just to drag it on a little more? <clears throat> because the Good Father was supposed to be like... Oh, I'm the Godfather, I'm a pimp, I have hoes, but now he's the good father and he's a changed man. So now he's the good father. Because ah! in their mind, they think they're doing good. <clears throat> in reality... It's a creative little turn there, I like it. turn. <laughs> was, that, was that a stroke or Maybe. what? Um, he hit the move formerly known as the hoe train. I don't know what it's called for his RTC. I'm the good train. The good train. Look at there. Because he's the good father. <laughs> Uh, Taz escapes an attack to Hot Tad Bradshaw. He cleans house, including a fallaway slam on Val Venus. Double church slam on Buchanan by Bradshaw and Farouk. TikTok. Oh, Follow us. Vince gosh. is going to take us down. Jeez, what a go. Uh, be the first time, wouldn't we, last? Bradshaw hits a back, su- back suplex off the top of Venus. Hey, bud. I turned it all off. It took you long enough. Don't make me play mayonnaise on a mask. Jeez. Buchanan hit a powerbomb on Bradshaw. Goodfather went for another running corner splash. Bradshaw moves out of the way and hits the clothesline from hell for the win at 4.15. Crowded at the big pop for it as Bradshaw is a Texas boy, and the clothesline from hell is the, one of the best finishers ever. It's all right. What What'd you guys think? <clears throat> another another, another rough one. Yeah. Another rough rough one. But, like, I was, I was going to say this at the end of the show, but, like, Mania 17 didn't really have any filler. Like, all the matches were pretty solid. Yeah, that damage Battle Royal, man, was <laughs> so solid. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Um, or even the hardcore triple threat. You know, even that was pretty pretty serious. That, that is entertaining. That's was. what it's all about. So all right, what about uh, Eddie Drew and Test? I actually didn't hate it. Fair enough. China Ivory? Uh, skipped it, don't care. <laughs> but filler. <laughs> I stand corrected. You stand a dumbass. <laughs> and an idiot. Match is okay. I don't, I mean, eh. I wasn't a big fan of it. Because I probably didn't like the RTC. I didn't think it was that good of a group. Love the APA. <clears throat> don't know why Taz was involved, I guess, because Taz had nothing to do. And they said, hey, you know, we turned you from this really cool suplex machine and, you know, all this stuff and FTW. We're just going to put you in sweatpants and let you wrestle. And that's pretty much what they did. So tires. Yes, tires. So... Uh, also, Taz looked a little bit sloppy in the match. He did have a couple of botches, um, which was probably why he retired soon after this. He's done by... 
He's already, he, I think, a couple months later, he's already doing commentary. So, he's retiring, I think, by the end of 01, he's retired. Um, backstage, we see, in one of my favorite segments, Trish Stratus is wheeling around Lindy McMahon in her oh wheelchair. My, oh, my God. <laughs> this was great. Which she was in because Vince was drugging her. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> what a guy. Stephanie McMahon showed up. She didn't like Trish, uh, or that Trish was in the picture, and told her to crush ice for the party after the show. Then she told her mom that she'd see her out there. <laughs> what a, what a daughter! <laughs> hey, mom, I'll see you out there. Uh, what kind of noise does she make again? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Next up for the hardcore title, it's Raven versus Kane and Bicho. That's two triple threat Hall of Famers. Wow! In one match, doesn't happen often. There's so much beef and so much star power in this match. I don't even know if we can cover it all. Well, we're going to, aren't well, we? we're probably going to. Um, <laughs> and there's a lot to it. We see pretty much just hardcore plunder, you know, running away from the crowds, you know, running into the crowd, backstage area. Um, we see Raven get thrown through a glass window. <laughs> it happens. And then Kane and Big Show fight each other so that, th- that so they can break a wall. There was an area backstage they used to obviously break for this match, like a temporary room, which they actually built a lot of. I didn't know that, but... If you look at a lot of the old segments they did when Austin was like GM or Bischoff was GM, you see they built temporary rooms for it. So the GM rooms we see for the most part, up until probably maybe now where we saw like concrete walls and stuff, um, a lot of the ones we saw in like 01, 02, 03 and all that, and Attitude Era were temporary, which is really cool. Uh, kind of like a movie set. So then we see them driving golf carts. Kane runs over Raven's leg. Uh, the best part, I think, was Jimmy Tordaris on the back of Kane's golf cart, which I thought was pretty funny. And also, fun fact, so Raven drove one of the golf carts, um, and with this, he actually, you know, he ends up crashing the golf cart and it goes off to the side. He was, uh, he says in one of his shoot interviews, he was about half an inch to, like, an inch away from the main line to the arena and almost cutting the pay-per-view feed. That would have been hilarious. (laughs) So, uh, luckily enough, it didn't happen, and I'd say it did pretty well for him. Um... They come back to the uh, arena area. Bitch, it's a clothesline on Kane. Kane wanted to slam Raven off the stage. Kane hits him with a boot. They go off the stage into some padded area beside the stage. And Kane drops an elbow on Big Show and covers him at 918 for the win. What'd you guys think? I love hardcore matches. They're just pure chaos. Were they ever in the ring? No. Real time. Run? Hardcore? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, bud. <laughs> Um, well, I'm over here reading. So, what do you guys think of the stage? <laughs> <laughs> the stage was uh, pretty cool. Kind of makes it for a mania, which is which. I mean, obviously, we'll kind of see. Stage it. Stage doesn't make the show though. I still liked it. I, I mean, compared it compared to what we what we've seen the last. I mean, like name 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 like your favorite set in this day and age. This day and age, yeah. Like a barium watch. How how is that? How just is go. That just no, answer the question. That, no, just answer it. How's that bearing? You'll find out if you answer the question. Oh, watch! I'll say NXT. Well, that's a basic stage, buddy. I'm no, just I'm saying. Not gonna say compared that. to WrestleMania, I, no, I'm talking. About, I'm talking about. Give me your favorite WrestleMania stage of this day and age. Probably 33. Was was the show better than uh, 17? The stage doesn't make the show, people. That's the first thing they teach you in wrestling school. Yes, we all go to wrestling school. I love how he tries to make me sound like the idiot. I was just saying it's out of the ordinary because we're used to seeing extravagant stages. But apparently it's like, oh, stages make the show. It doesn't. Never said it did. 
You know, when I when I, I said it was when basic. I hear people talk about WrestleMania 17, I, was, I never ever hear about the stage. I just hear about how ba- great the show I was. I just trying to make conversation. Well, you suck. Apparently so. Ryan, what do you think? Freaking, what do you have it. to add to this? I hate it here. Yes. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> In the locker room, Kurt Angle is watching tape of Chris Benoit making him tap out to build the show. Angle was pretty mad about it. Edge and Christian tried to talk to him. Uh, they were actually teaming up together for the most part. They were actually called ECNA um, in, the early, in the early part of, in the late part of 2000. So, uh, I'm trying to think here. Oh, by the way, the build up for Kurt Angle Benoit started last week on Raw. So, wow. How about that? And then they cut to WWF New York, and Jimmy Snooker was there. <laughs> Yeah, so that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> he was there. Yeah. So was Coachman. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Good. <laughs> Next match, it's Test versus Eddie Guerrero with Perry Saturn for the WWF European title. Eddie was the heel, Test was the face. Did you know? Uh-uh. No one cared. Didn't care either. Exactly. Uh. The crowd was pretty good. Even, you know, Tess seemed to get a pretty good pop, uh, which is odd. Usually people aren't fans of Tess. Oh, by the but way. it's Mania. By the way, is Tess still dead? Why is that, <laughs> why is that funny? I really don't it's get it. It's a Twitter it. account. I, I know. That's I don't not, know what, it's not I, funny either. I don't know why. It's <laughs> <laughs> Ryan. Like, 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 name someone in your family that's dead. Hey, is, is, is he still dead? Is yes. Dead? Is your grandma still dead? Yes. <laughs> Well, no, actually. Both of them. <laughs> no, if his grandmother's alive or I not. Said, well, both, no, actually. Bo- both of them, actually. Mikey. Are you both your grandmas still dead? <laughs> Last I checked. <laughs> oh, grandma's okay. She's alright. <laughs> this got dark. Turn oh, the lights on. This got dark. Oh, man. Oh, thank you. Stop flickering them. I pay the power bill. <laughs> do you pay the power bill? I actually do. Oh, dude. Proud oh, I'm proud of you. <laughs> wow. You're 21 years old and pay the power bill? You must be such a grown-up. <laughs> Seriously, turn the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> so, we see a back-and-forth match. Saturn gets involved quite a bit. By the way, Saturn had a weird big hat and a Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan? A Hulk Hogan. And had a Hogan-style Hannibal Marstall. <laughs> Hogan saw Hannibal. Harmonica. He had facial hair that looked like Hogan's. There. It's not that hard to say. Yep. Is that a handlebar? Handlebar mustache. Um, Eddie hits a low blow that the ref didn't see. Then he went to the corner. And Saturn snuck in to hit a spinning suplex that Heyman reminded us, by the way, Paul Heyman, our commentary. We love it. Great. Um, that Heyman reminded us that this is called the Moss-Covered Three-Handed Family Credenza. Nice. That's the real name. And I believe it's move number four on Jericho's list of 1,004 moves. Test avoids Eddie's fraud splash, then hits a pump handle power slam. Saturn was on the apron, so Test knocked him down. Test covers uh, Eddie for a two count. Saturn takes a big boot. Then Test hits Eddie with a big boot to the face. Then Demolinko runs down to the ring, pulls Test's, pull Test's wow, wow, wow. leg out of the ring. Eddie grabs the European title, hits Test in the head in it for the win. <laughs> At eight and a half minutes, I'm glad you provide such great analysis on the show, Ryan. What'd you think of the f- match? Which one was this? <laughs> Make him explain it all over again. Edgar versus Test. This was a pretty. Well, but good match. how did the match go? Don't care. <laughs> it was I, a pretty I decent match. It. I I enjoyed it. It was good. The roles I think should have been reversed. Yeah. Do you think that? I believe so. Okay. Well, just one, reversal, just one, huh? Just getting one is, freaky. 
when is te- <laughs> when is test ever a face? I've never heard that. Like I've never heard some. Hey, babe, want to do some role reversal? Yeah, I'll be the store girl this time. <laughs> Just, <laughs> like Give episode- me your skirt, bitch. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the episode of The Office. Yeah, we have the store girl fantasy. I don't like wearing the dress sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, poor Michael. Not, I mean, so this is not a bad match. Like I said, I think if there was a different face heel dynamic here, it probably been a lot better. Eddie's just a much better face, I think. Maybe not so much at this point. He's not doing the, so much the lie, cheat, and steal. He's still Latino Heat and like kind of a ladies' man gimmick. But yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was fine. Next up, though, ready for this? Yeah, why are you thumbtacking your hand? Don't worry about <laughs> But does backstage Michael Cole talks to Mick Foley? <laughs> okay. Mick Foley was the referee for the Shane-Vince uh, match. He said he'd call it right down the middle, even though Vince fired him as commissioner not too long ago. Huh. So, how about that? They also show Steve Austin arriving to the building. Crowd went wild at the sight of Austin on screen. Big pop for all Austin, regardless if it's Texas or not. Yeah, let's just get it all in the mic. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Quiet. You know, if we would have done this two coming. years ago, we all have been coming. furious. But now that we're ending, no, who cares? Two of y'all would have been furious. I would be having fun. Not if we were doing it. Okay. Again, two no, of y'all would be having no, fun. I wouldn't. No, no. I'd be having fun no matter what. See, Ryan gets it. You know, you, you does he? You just never quite got it. Does he? Are you sure? No, not a creative thing. Yeah, he, he's reading about the show right now. I'm glad he is. Yeah. I, I really am glad you are, buddy. What's the next match? Oh, hang on. Give him time. Are we at TLC yet? Oh, no, we still got the street fight. No, we don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we do. He's right. We have the street fight and the TLC match. I thought he was talking about the hardcore match. No, but we have... We don't know anything. Oh, the freaking... No one cares about that. Talking about the China match? No! Oh, thought I thought he'd be talking about that match. Oh, no, I did watch this match, actually. What match are we talking what about? What match is this? <laughs> Angle Benoit. There you go. Tornado versus Chris Benoit. Um, you mean nobody cares about this match? Was oh, well, I was... For some reason I forgot. I thought it was later Well, I mean, on. I have a big reason why I forgot it. Okay, anyways. <laughs> you know. Tornado. Yeah. Yeah, that's the reason. It's, yeah, Perk we, Angle. We hate that guy. This wasn't Perk Angle yet. We're about two years away. Wait till he breaks okay, his neck This wasn't Family Killer Benoit yet. <laughs> But no, we forgot that guy. <laughs> we needed one more of those until we were done with the show. I got another one right now. No, 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 no we're good. We're yeah, good. I'll, I'll send it to you. <laughs> okay, okay, as long as you don't say it. The build-up of this match started on the Go Home <laughs> Raw to WrestleMania. The delivery of, of that line. Is, I'm sorry. I got. I got, I got <laughs> Because I can't say you didn't have a point. Oops. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh, no. Hold on. Oh, no. That's a Doing very dr- late added in front of it. <laughs> Doing drugs as he's in pain? Murderer. Oh, well, well, but you were talking about, oh, well, this wasn't Perk Angle yet. Wait, what? <laughs> this was okay. still a Olympic, Kurt. Like, he was, he was still all about, you know, treating like treating his body pretty well and, like, I'm trying to get off the subject of that. We're that, just talking. That, that's why he didn't have neck surgery at all until like 03. Well, yeah. Even when he broke his neck in 96, he didn't do any surgery. Well, because he's just built different. What a smart guy. I'm built different in WWE. 
He's kind of like Flair. He slurs his words a little bit. Have you noticed how Conrad Thompson hosts his own? He hosts Kurt's podcast. He he hosts Bruce podcasts. Well, yeah, it's just it's just funny because it, it's just so weird because I'm so accustomed to the host being the the host. You know what I mean? Like he and Conrad introduces everybody. He's like, "Hey, Kurt, how you doing? Hey, man, welcome to my podcast." It's like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kurt probably doesn't know what's going on. It's like I've been sitting here talking to these guys, just just having a great time, you know. Especially when I won the Olympic gold medal in '96, you know that's I broke my neck. Just had a great time. Um, guys, I really enjoyed this match. Great it match, was great, great mat wrestling. Uh, solid back and forth. Uh, it showed like Angel actually being frustrated because Benoit was out wrestling at one point, and you know Kurt's the Olympic hero, all that good stuff. Um, I wonder if like whenever two mat wrestlers got in the together, they they like actually sparred around for like a minute. Like actually wrestled. Them. I bet you they did. I don't know about so much in this match. Is that you can tell this match? Like, okay, this is. Very... See, that's what I wanted Lesnar and Velasquez to do. I wanted them to actually like kind of. Yeah, but the thing is, when you make it look real like that, it ends up looking really bad. Depends on who. Because eventually, you get into like the actual scripted spots. Exactly. You know? And it's like, oh well, that looked cool. Oh wait, hey. <laughs> well, because you're stripping to shoot. Like I just heard Lesnar yell, "Drop down." Yeah. <laughs> Like the one guy I think who actually could do it very well was uh Bret Hart. Bret Hart could spar get on the mat with you and make it look real and not miss a beat. Very few guys can do that. Kurt's not bad at it, I think, with the right person. You know, Benoit's the same way. Uh but you know, uh but you can you can kinda tell that they were very much so haven't really has has a script yeah. spot. No. Um <laughs> I should have said that. And also, I find it really good because, of course, with Angel being the heel, he's turning into a brawl and using punches and kicks and, you know, non-amateur wrestling moves because he knows that Benoit may be the better wrestler. So, uh, see a great technical wrestling sequence where Angel uh, counters the triple crossface into a crossface of his own. Heyman then says, I have never seen in my life a greater display of holds and counter holds than I have tonight between Turner and I thought you said holes. My hole! My hole! Right. It's powered by Snickers. Feel the crunch, <laughs> crunch, yes. <laughs> Feel the power. Uh, oh man! Angel hit the ref. Nice little ref bump. Crossface by Benoit. Angel taps. Crowd was cheering loudly. No ref. Angel back. To, Angel gets back up. Hits the angel slam. Uh, for a near fall. Angel hits a body slam. that went up for the moonsault. It's always weird to see Kurt break out a moonsault. Yeah. Which apparently, and I've mentioned this before in developmental, he was. Breaking out four fifties and shooting stars, and Dory Funk and everybody's like, "Please don't do that." <laughs> like, I wonder why they were telling him that. Probably because broken neck. Nah, <laughs> I mean, that's not a good yeah. reason. I mean, Brock turned out fine. Didn't break his neck though. Yeah, but he lived through it. <laughs> <laughs> did Kurt not live through it? Kurt never did it. <laughs> uh, Benoit goes to the top rope, hits a flying headbutt that earns him a two count. Uh, they were pretty much popping for everything near this end sequence. Benoit then grabs her waist lock. Angel hits a low blow the ref didn't see. Benoit pins him or pinned him after a takeover. Angel reverses it. He grabs the tights and wins via pinfall in 14 minutes, 2 seconds. What did you guys think of Angel Benoit? This is the type of wrestling matches I enjoy watching. Same. I love the mat-based wrestling. Because it, it almost has a real authentic feel to yeah. it. Um, and by the way, this is not even their best match together. Nope. Uh-uh. Because next month at Backlash... they ain't close. Okay. Next <laughs> month at Backlash... Your favorite favorite. The greatest wrestling match ever. I mean... Honestly, it's an ultimate submission match. 
the greatest ultimate submission match the only. ever. The only ultimate submission match ever. First. First one. Ever. That's what we're covering next. First and last. <laughs> ever. No, just kidding. It's Ryan's last one off ever. Oh, hell. And you get to host it, so better prepare oh, for that. <laughs> hey, you want to send me that website there, buddy? <sighs> yes. Just tell me what you're covering. Um, yeah, I still got to figure that out. Good. Anyways, really solid match. Um, some people compare it to like the Attitude Era's version of maybe Steamboat Savage at Mania 3 or even Owen and Brett at Mania 10. I don't necessarily think it's Owen Brett levels. The story wasn't there. Action. If it's referring to in-ring action, you could probably argue it, but the story wasn't there between the two. Uh, but it was a very solid match. They will have an ultimate submission match, which is a Iron Man match with submissions only. So, uh... <laughs> What an idiot. I agree. Submissions are hilarious. <laughs> so, they actually have they actually have a rematch at Backlash and Judgment Day. And if... And they have another great match. And I think this match is actually rated five stars, or at least some people give it five stars. Their match at the 2003 Royal Rumble was also very high. And that's also a match that was for the WWE title. So, because there was talks of having Benoit beat Angel at the Rumble and him and Brock fight at Mania 19. But of course it didn't happen. Oh well. Nah, you know. Backstage Regal was shown walking down the hallway and he made his way to the office where Kamala was standing on the table. Great stuff by Kamala. Which is their way of promoting the Demet Battle Royal. Fantastic Vice President, I agree. <laughs> Just to clarify, he's talking about the wrestler Kamala. They know that. They're wrestling fans. What if they're casual triple threat fans? Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> We then see clips of WWF superstars supporting the armed forces at Fort Hood, Texas. That's all. That's all for that. Back to the show. Kevin Kelly caught up with Angle. Angle said he didn't respect Benoit. Chris attacks him from behind and puts Kurt in the crossface, which caused Kurt to tap again. This led to their rematch at the next two pay-per-views. Cool, cool. Good stuff. Next, yeah. we get a, <laughs> next we get a video package for the women's title match with Ivory of the right to censor. Against China. Story is that RTC gave China a stiff pile driver, so she had a hurt neck going into the match. Mind you, the story was that she broke her neck and had surgery. The story happened. Had surgery with a broken freaking neck. Yeah. This apparently happened. No, all right. You guys have heard of wrestlers getting neck surgery. Sure. Recovery time yeah. is what? Nine months to a year? If sure. You... Why are you. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. About nine months to a year. Hey, Dr. Fox, can you tell us? Um. Oh, God. Somewhere between about a one and a seven. (laughs) Anyway. What's the pain? What's the pain on a scale of one to two? About a one from a seven. Oh, you dead. (laughs) (laughs) And then in the background, Matthew just slowly seems, what have I become (laughs) now that I've betrayed? Anyways. Everything Everything I've ever known threw it all away. I've become a slave. And it gets in my mind. That would be a great last episode. <laughs> bum bum. Anyway. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Waiting on you, dude. Come on. Hurry up. God damn. Just get her done. Holy shit. Hurry the fuck up. Pucker up, buttercup. His <laughs> face is getting red. I don't know what comes after this. We haven't made it this <laughs> We've far finally yet. done it. Have we He's just going to jump out the window. He's going to finish your job of breaking the window. Oh, God. Have so, we- typically, neck surgery is about 9 to 12 months of recovery. Edge Thank took you. a year. Years? Yes, exactly. That's right. why Edge took, what, 11 years? Yes. He took a little bit of extra time. Yeah. Yeah. Recovery. 
Had to get his. It's about nine to twelve months. Pr- protect his chicken. Cock? <laughs> <laughs> you ever heard Marshawn Lynch? I've heard of him. Yes, he's a guy. Hey guys, protect your chicken. Get your bread. Take care of your chicken. Okay. Anyways, this happens around December, and she wrestles at the Rumble. Gone again. Back in like two weeks. Oh, I hurt my neck at the Rumble. Off of like a somersault cartwheel elbow that she missed. Mind you, she said, I re-injured my neck. I would have surgery. Back in eight weeks for Mania. Dr. James Andrews is a uh, miracle worker. Apparently. (laughs) This match only goes two and a half minutes. It's... It's just a it's a squash match. Ivory takes a lot of bumps. Uh, it's also weird to see China not in the color black because she wore like black leather all throughout her time. With well, orange is the new black. Now she's she didn't wear even more orange. She wore like purple. <laughs> purple is the new black. Nope. I skipped this match. I know. <laughs> I think we all like, I think we can all speak. To um, Close lines. Back body drop. A stiff power bomb. She covers her, then pulls Ivory's head up at a two. Gorilla press, and that's the finish. Two and a half minutes. China is women's champion. You guys skipped it, so it doesn't really matter. It never matters. It made China look really good. Doesn't count. <laughs> uh, China would actually wrestle her last match at WWE at May's Judgment Day pay-per-view, and then she was out of the company for good. Up until, of course, getting in the Hall of Fame uh, after passing away. So, What's so funny? <laughs> nope. We cut back to Jonathan Coachman talking to Jeff Badwell and... Hey guys, it's Coach here. Welcome to another episode of Madden 21. Episode? <laughs> talking to Jeff Badwell of the Houston Astros. They cut way back on the celebrities, so that's really all we got for us. Hall of Famer. Well, look at there. Was he Hall of Famer in 2001? No, he was okay. playing okay, in well, 2001. Okay, well, well, they cut back on the celebrities, like I just said. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Nolan Ryan must have been booked. He probably was. <laughs> he was probably still playing at this point. We don't know. All 40 it was. Backstage, Vince told Trish to bring Linda down when Shane was immobile. <laughs> <laughs> Cole showed up to ask Vince about Shane buying WCW, and Vince guaranteed that something shocking would happen later in the night. A little bit of foreshadowing? Hmm? Something shocking going to happen later Quite in the night? possibly. Oh, we'll have to see. We did the video package summarizing the Vince McMahon feud with his son Shane. Long story short, Shane or Vince was treating Linda poorly and cheating on her with Trish. So Shane stood up for his mother at the same time WCW was being sold and Vince thought he was the one buying it. Then in one of the most surreal images in wrestling history, Shane McMahon shows up to Nitro and says the name on the contract does say McMahon. However, the contract reads, Shane McMahon. Here comes the money. Here we go. Not yet. <laughs> He's still using the No Chance in Hell theme. <laughs> That's why I thought it was Better weird. that weird techno crap that he did. That was about how it sounded. Oh, it's Shane. <laughs> I could tell from the theme music. <laughs> My God, that's Shane. Um, Shane wanted to give a shout out to the stars of WCW sitting in the private box. We see the likes of the Natural Born Thrillers with, I think, Sean O'Hare, Palumbo, Sean Stasiak, Stacey Keebler, and old Johnny Ace. Platinum mullet and all. Um, he then introduced Mitch Foley as the referee. Then Vince enters alongside Stephanie McMahon Helmsley. And this match, if that's what you want to call it, had a lot of awful punches, awful clotheslines, awful yes. spears, up until... I'm glad it had a stip. 
Yeah. Oh, well, of course. I mean, do you want to see Vince wrestle a strictly wrestling match? Not with Shane. Do you want to see Shane wrestle a strictly wrestling match? Not with Vince. Exactly. I don't want to see it even with the best wrestlers in the world. I think both of them need to stip in any match they do. That's why all of Vince's WrestleMania matches had a stipulation. Depending on how long Shane goes in a normal match, I don't think it always needs a stip. If Shane goes four to five minutes... But you look at you look at the people he's fought at Mania. Like, do you want to see him and AJ... I think him and AJ went, what, 10, 15 minutes? Yeah. Do you want to see 15 minutes of him and AJ? Because AJ's, the at that point, was the best worker in the WWE. I don't really know what an extra five minutes with AJ carrying you could really do harm. I think you just didn't show five more minutes of, oh, Shane can't wrestle. <laughs> yeah. With weapons and stipulations, you can hide the fact that he can't wrestle. Which he's not bad. I mean, it's not, I'm not saying he, he, he can't throw a punch or, well, crap. <laughs> he can't throw a punch. Uh I'm not saying he can't work a match, but it's just a stipulation helps him more because it high it does hide the fact that he's not a a, a gifted wrestler in ring. Um, see some kendo sticks involved, a few more weapons, a couple chairs, a couple trash cans. Now it's a table. Yeah. Then we did the cue for Trish Stratus to wheel out Linda McMahon and bring her out to ringside. Trish tended to Vince, and then she slapped Vince in the face. To turn on him for humiliating her. I believe this is either before or after Vince told her to get on all fours and bark like a dog. Oh, dear God. <laughs> for covering that match, the show gets extended four more weeks. I'm just kidding. It's a joke. Calm down. So, we see Stephanie and Trish getting a death fight. Foley pulls Stephanie off Trish. Stephanie then slaps Foley. Trish then chases her up the entrance ramp with the fight continued. They ran at the back, so they were out of the picture. At ringside, Foley prevented Vince from approaching Linda. Foley wheeled Linda away. Because <laughs> that's the referee's duty is to protect everybody. So <clears throat> you just see Foley with his mechanical hip and then Linda the Witcher. Um, Vince then wheels Linda to the side of the ring and puts her in the ring while the crowd chanted a-hole as they like to do to Vince McMahon. Um, Vince puts a chair in the corner of the ring. He puts Linda on it. In ring, Vince hit Shane in the head with a garbage can. He then hit Shane in the back repeatedly with the same garbage can. After Vince said third time's a charm, Linda, who's not on drugs anymore, guys, apparently, or she's immune to him, which means she's an addict. She needs an intervention. Um, Linda stands up to one of the biggest pops of the night and proceeds to give Vince a low blow. Foley then goes into the ring, decks Vince with uh, a punch and then a running knee in the corner. The crowd popped huge for that as well. Shane puts a trash can in front of Vince's face and then climbs up the far turnbuckle with a coast-to-coast. Which, by the way, uh, Mick Foley decided to block with his body to the hard camp side. Way to go, idiot. And uh, that gets the win at 14 minutes, 12 seconds. What would you guys think? Eh. Is it because Vince and Shane had a match? I enjoyed it. It was good. I mean, it was, it was, a, it was a very good gimmick match. And it's much better than having like one of them separately... In like a straight up wrestling match. Or even both of them a straight up wrestling match. Uh, but not, I mean, it was okay for what they both did. Uh, you can clearly see that Vince isn't a wrestler and neither is uh, Vince. Well, there's a reason they own the company and not participate in it. Hmm. Oh. But not bad. After the match, Shane hugs Linda. Big reaction. Um, Big pop for the mama boy. <laughs> they showed the WCW wrestlers in their private box applauding the new storyline boss. All four Shane. of them. All four of them. All the Shane. big names, too. You got Goldberg, Sting. 
I'll trade you a Goldberg for a Chavo Guerrero. Yeah, fair <laughs> trade. What about a Sting for a Bill DeMont? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And how about maybe, I don't know, a solid, uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, not bad. Everyone did a pretty good job in this match. The cat fight probably was my least favorite part of it. It wasn't entertaining to me. Um, next up, that we see an interview with Kevin Kelly talking to Matt and Jeff Hardy at WrestleMania Access. I forgot they did Access, like, in 2001. I thought they kind of started it after the Attitude Era, but no, they've been doing it for actually since the beginning of the Attitude Era. Right around 98, they started doing it. Or even before then. Um, they basically said they put it on the line and they go into the matches if it was their last match. Is it? Not quite. You know, I believe they're actually still wrestling today. So... We also see Undertaker and Triple H getting ready for their match, which is still later on in the night. Now it's time for the tag team title match. TLC 2? 3? 2. TLC 2. It's TLC 2 between the Dudleys, Edge and Christian, and the Hardys, which is probably actually how I would rank them in top three tag teams. Not listening, shut up. I know you're not listening. Good. Dudleys take control early, then we get... uh, Hardy's get a chance to take control until ENC comes in with the ladder, knock everybody out. Double nut stomp on Matt. Because, you know, reasons. Uh, just <laughs> nuts. Car crash. <laughs> car crash of a match. Dudley said a was up drop on Edge. Then we did a nice little. What's up? Nice little deal. Devon! Get that table! Get that table! I got the what? Huge pop. Shut up. <laughs> Fuck both of you. That wasn't the count. The Dudleys then go to the floor and stack up four tables on the floor with two on the ground and two on top of them. All six guys are in the ring. They climbed up at the same time with the crowd going wild. They all get knocked down on the boy Christian, taking the worst of falls, going straight to the floor. Did someone not get crotched on the top rope? Did Edge not get crotched on the top rope? I think rope? he did. Or am I thinking of a different match? You're thinking of someone getting crutched. I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's your KO spot as we get near the halfway point of this match. Edge is the first one to climb up, but Spike Dudley runs in and takes him out with a Dudley dog, formerly known as the Acid Drop. Woof, woof. Then Spike hits Christian with a Dudley dog outside of the ring through a table on the floor, which is a very nice bump. Uh, now it's Rhino's turn to run in. Rhino's affiliated with Edge and Christian. He nails the Dudleys and Hardy's regores with Matt taking the worst by taking a door through the table stacked in the corner that was right on the turnbuckle. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, there wasn't a lot of room between the table and the turnbuckle, so he just smacked his head on the turnbuckle like nothing happened. Um... That allowed Edge to climb once again. Lita stops Edge, and JR says, is one of his best lines, she's jerking Edge off the ladder. <laughs> and it sounds intentional. Yeah. But it wasn't. But no, it wasn't. <clears throat> um, which, of course, is funny now, because Lita and Edge ends up, you know, being Having friends. a live sex Just go ahead and say it. She actually ends up jerking him off. I'll just say be friends. A live sex celebration. They that invented sex that night. <laughs> his name is Adam. Yeah. And I mean, legally, her name could be changed to Eve. <laughs> it's Amy. <laughs> um, so, we get, uh, get Spike hitting Rhino with a chair shot that sent him into the ladder. Edge gets knocked off, leading to Edge being crotched on the top rope. So, see, I just thought of it a little bit later on. Bubba and Devon gave, gave Rhino... The Dudleyville device, which is the Legion of Doom's clothesline off the top rope. Uh, Lita goes back in and crushes Spike with a very stiff chair shot. Mm-hmm. 
Like, jeez, like, get that away from her. And, of course, afterwards, she gets a 3D for her troubles. Good on her. Um, Edge and Christian then deck Bubba with a chair as Jeff Hardy pulled out the 15-foot ladder. Or 20-foot, whatever, however tall it is. It's taller than all the other ladders. I don't think there's a 15-foot one. It could be. Ryan, you're uh, the ladder expert on oh, the show. My name's, my name's uh, Wayne Einstein. 15-foot ladder. Is there, is, is there a 15-foot ladder? Typically, it's... Uh, even numbers by so multiples of six most so, most of the time. So well, you no, got 20. six, eight, so, ten, twelve, sixteen, twenty. I mean, sixteen. I think there may be a twenty-four. Maybe. How many? <laughs> Jeff Hardy found big ladder and go use it. Normally, after twenty, Perfect. you get to extension ladders. Like like, like fire truck ladders. No, those are straight ladders. Okay. What about one? Extension foot? ladders is the one where it looks like it's two ladders like taped together. I know what it is. I know. Side but what up. about like the ones on chatters? What? Okay. What do you mean? Try to light us? Okay. You, you have to explain it a little mm-hmm. better there, BMO. Mm-hmm. You take the, the weirdest times to take someone seriously. <laughs> <laughs> you asked me about ladders, I know. That's right, that's about ladders. A marginal amount he, about he, he was trying to be nice. Mm-hmm. You stupid dummy. Next up, we did a real crazy spot, which wasn't going to work. I probably worked in rehearsals, but it didn't work 25, 30 Spare. minutes into... Nope, not that. That one worked. <laughs> we see Jeff get up to then try to tire up across three ladders and stumbling on the last one. This was rough to watch. Jeez. Uh, then, of course, we get to the fa- most famous spot in the match, and probably even on the whole card, or for, for the most part. Uh, it's the most famous spot in TLC history. Probably. I mean, name Maybe. another one. Maybe. Probably. Well, you know, there was that time where uh, El Torito... Like, put Drew McIntyre <laughs> to a table. <laughs> With ladders on top of it. Yeah. Like, what? That's cooler than a spear. <laughs> Anyways, Jeff climbs a ladder. Bubba pulls the ladder out from under him. As he's dangling from the, I don't know, the hook <laughs> that the belts are hanged on. Harness. Contraption that the belts are on. Yeah. Edge it's a spear. All the way to the Did canvas. not look fun for either of them. Edge, Edge said it was a stiff DDT. I bet. So, uh, imagine a stiff DDT, like, just regular. Now imagine it from however high Edge was. Which is probably... Pretty high, bro. RPD's not the company yet. Yet. Name's yet. Edge. Okay. We then My see... Spear. Grit. I like grits. Do you like grits? So, uh, JR says that Edge did it from a 20-foot ladder. He wasn't all the way on top of the ladder. He was probably about 12 foot up, I guess. I don't know, 12, 14 foot up. So, you can count the rungs. Each rung is a foot. So, about 12 foot up. Um, One, two, three, four, 12. <laughs> we then see Matt and Bubba fight on top of the big ladder. Rhino comes out, back from the dead, apparently, to shove the ladder that sent oh. Matt and Bubba onto those stacked tables all the way to the aisle. And a match full of sick bumps, the sickest bump of all, uh... Probably could have been this ladder spot where Matt and Bubba fell off because they almost missed Edge all the was tables. eight feet up in the air on that one. Eight feet up in the air? That's close to 12. Yeah. And it was a 12-foot ladder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 12 and 8 make 20. It's probably where JR got the number from. Yeah, it has 12 rungs on it, so 12-foot ladder. Yeah, and then Edge was eight feet up, so it's 20 feet. <laughs> all right. Do the math. 12-foot spirit is still huge. But it doesn't sound big, so they have to say, oh, 20 freaking feet. I imagine falling head first, 12 feet. Well, I guess technically, if you're on top of a 12-foot ladder, how tall is the ring? Well, 
No, that, that no, that doesn't. That would <laughs> no. still be that far off the ground. The the ring is the ground in this situation. No, there's a ground. They don't fall to the ground, Ryan. They fall to the ring. But they're that high up. Ryan, no. I mean, hold on. T- hold on. The ring is like th- three or four feet tall. I stand add, on add top that, of the Empire that, State Add that to building. the eight foot. That edge was high. He was technically 12 feet off the ground. Okay. Still not 20. If I stand on top of the Close Empire enough. State Building but only fall and look down. Ryan, you, one you were there, but the floor <laughs> is the ground. <laughs> okay, so are you still going to say that you fell from however many hundreds of feet you were up there? Thousands. Well, I'm going to take the falling part away because the ground is still the ground. But there's still something below me that is what not the, the ground. What the fuck is he talking about? If I stand, if I'm on the ceiling of this room, there's a table. Right? All there's that also matters, the floor. Ryan, 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 Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> All that matters is how far the fall is, not where the ground is. But you're still that high up. But he, he, Look, if true. I was if I was in a tree, <laughs> he has fi- a shut up. He has a point. <laughs> if I was in a tree, fifty feet up, and I fell down twenty feet, and landed on a branch, does that change your altitude? Does does what does what you end up falling on change the altitude of how high you were? Yeah, but he was implying the bump was twenty feet when it wasn't. No, I didn't apply it. Jr. applied it. And technically, it was like sixteen feet up. That's still my 20! 12 foot ladder? Where you round up? Well, let's see. If you're in America and the ground in China is straight below, so you gotta fall through the earth. Well, altitude is. So technically, it's like a billion foot drop. Altitude's a constant. Ryan, shut it. (laughs) It just changes with the sea level. The times you. Sea level in Houston's, you know. I have no fucking clue. (laughs) (laughs) No. Y'all are the dumbest people I know. Just saying, it doesn't change how high. To be fair, yeah, because he's technically about three or four feet up with a ring. Off the ground. Then he gets about (laughs) eight to 12 foot up, because, you know. But then you have to think about if the Astrodome is raised a little bit off the (gasps) actual ground. He is, okay. He is 12 feet off, off of the arena floor. See? So he fell 12 feet. Round up. And JR called it 20. Yeah, round Round up. Round up. I'll show you a fucking roundup here in a second. Two or more, raise the score, one or less. <laughs> let it rest. Try your best. No, let it rest. <laughs> I like that one better, actually. Try your best. <laughs> That's for you. Jeez. That one was for you. <laughs> that one's for you. Jeez. Anyways. <laughs> we then see a it's race a between Edge and Christian and Rhino. We then get Rhino assisting Christian by putting him on his shoulders, and Christian grabs the titles, giving Edge and Christian the win at 1544. Yeah. What? Why are you stopping? Edge and Christian has won all three of the triangle ladder matches so far. That's cool. Match went 16 minutes. What did you guys think of the match? <laughs> what did you guys think of the match? <laughs> I thought I'd it was great. So hard if that microphone fell. <laughs> I thought it was great. I mean, the show's ending. Who cares? <laughs> it um, doesn't matter. Um, these 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 types of matches are the reason I really got into wrestling. So. Yeah, yeah. I can't say it's well, that's great. Anything less than great. Damn good match. Yeah, it was average. No, it was really good. Um, <laughs> average. It was average. Uh, their best. <laughs> their best match out of their three that they had together. They always had great chemistry with each other, even if it was two of them breaking off and having a feud or having all three of them in a match. Uh, really solid. Yeah, Matt and Jeff. I mean, If Edge and Christian weren't both hurt for like the last decade, they would have done this match in Saudi again, just saying. Were the Dudleys ever around for a Saudi show? No. 
I bet they could have paid them to come back. They definitely could have. Bubba retired. I, I bet they could have paid them for to concussions. Come back. I bet so they could have paid them to come back. Edge's neck was broke. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yeah, double fusion neck. Triple. Triple. Quadruple. Yeah. No, it was triple. No, it was quadruple. It's a triple gotta, threat neck surgery. You got to add in like the bars and stuff that he did and all that good stuff. So. Man, he's so aggressive with the basketball throws. ticket. Um, <laughs> hey, that's football. Yeah. Good match. Sport. Great chemistry with each other. <laughs> Balls. Uh, moving on, we get Sports more games. clips of WrestleMania access. All the big names were there. Howard Frankel then announces the record attendance in the Astrodome is 67,925 people. Uh, now it is time for the Gimmick Battle Royal. So, do you guys want to know the participants in the Gimmick Battle Royal? I'm going to tell you anyways. I'm here. Time for the Gimmick Battle Royal. We have the Bushwhackers, which is uh, Butch the and Luke. Bushwhackers. Duke the Dumpster Drozy. Doink the Clown. Nikolai Volkov. Tugboat. The Dune. Earthquake. Gooby, the Gobbledy Gooker. The Gobbledy Gooker. <laughs> the biggest <laughs> pop of the entire freaking night. Which is shocking because you have Brother Love, Bruce Pritchard, who's from Houston. I love you. And then freaking, you got old Michael P.S. Hayes. Duke, 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 did all my time in Texas, fought with the Von Erichs. I did my little moonwalk, my little strut. P.S. Sam Houston. P.S. Stands for P.S. <laughs> nope. P.S. Stands for purely sexy in Probably Texas. shitting. <laughs> uh, Pissing shit on the daily. One Man Gang. Actually, One Man Gang was supposed to be... Uh, one Man Gang was supposed to be a king. The African Dream, but he lost so much weight that he couldn't fit into his Akeem gear, so he was one man game. Kamala. Gotta take Akeem. one for Akeem. Akeem the Dream. Akeem the Dream. Yeah. Kamala, accompanied by Harvey Wilkman. We get Kim Chi, which is actually the Brooklyn, Bra- Brooklyn Brawler. Brooklyn Brawler. Jim Cornette. <laughs> what? Which also did not, did not need to be in the How many more matches are left on the card just out of curiosity? Way too freaking Jim Cornette. Actually, there's only two more after the image battle world. Okay, because I was about to say, we're an hour in. Uh, who cares? <laughs> Uh, yeah, this repo, match is only 30 seconds. Repo Man and Sergeant Slaughter. This match goes three minutes, which means everybody get out except for the one who can actually not bump. And that person is... Sheety Baby. Sheety can't take a bump. So I he's don't gonna... even know who that is. The Iron Sheik. Oh. <laughs> Why you... would you call him that? Sheety Baby. <laughs> Little Sheaky Baby. Little Sheaky Baby. Oh, you better be careful. He'll tell you to go fuck yourself on Twitter. <laughs> jabroni. You fat the jabroni. I stress at you out when I wrestle you before. Same with Hulk Hogan. A puh. <laughs> he wins by last eliminating Hillbilly Jim. What? Oh, Jim. Match went three minutes. Did you guys watch this? No. Of course not. It was it great. Was on. I think I was taking a piss. <laughs> <laughs> I literally I was like, oh, you know, I'll be back. Took a three minute piss. It was great. I'll also, go get some ice cream. The comment. I gotta hold on, guys. I'll be right back. I gotta take a piss and get some ice cream. <laughs> the yeah. commentary team for the match yeah. was Mean Gene and Bobby the Brain Heenan. Oh shit! <laughs> uh, and really also, out for this one. Heenan's best line was, "By the time Iron Sheik gets to the ring, it'll be WrestleMania 38." Get <laughs> <laughs> it? Cause old. WrestleMania 38 next year. And oh, well, he'll is, finally and show he's up. still making his entrance. That would honestly <laughs> I be... I told you I'd make my entrance. You freaking jabronis. <laughs> I really hope someone at WWE... Oh, remembers that? Attention. No. <laughs> Long-term storytelling. That would be hilarious. That would be the longest-term storytelling. I was only booked to be on this show for 30 seconds. No? You still get paid. Stupid American people. Yeah. Oh, no. Screw you. 
Hey, I will, I will put you in camel clutch, you jabron. I'll shoot you. Puh. I'll shoot you. That's not as strong as camel clutch. I bet it is. <laughs> not quite. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was fun. I mean, it was entertaining, but it was just mainly a comedy segment. What sucks is the fact that this is like the third match before the end of the show. Uh-huh. So there's 12 matches on the tour. This is the ninth or 10th one to go on. So next up, get a video package for Undertaker Triple X the first time. Hunter said he's beaten everybody, and then Undertaker shows up on his motorcycle, and he says, You've done it now. No, didn't, oh, say, didn't that. say that. No, this rolling, is rolling, rolling, rolling. This is not a big evil. This is Limp Biscuit, which, by the way, makes an appearance twice on this show because he sings Taker's theme, and then, of course, is the theme song because he has My Way. <laughs> My <laughs> Way. I love, I love Limp Biscuit so much. This time I'm going to win it now. Put it down the center ball. I know y'all been loving this shit right here, L-I-M-P. Doesn't that just scream big, red, hairy Texan like The Undertaker? Yes. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. You ever seen Rolling Boy? <laughs> <laughs> now I want Taker on his big wheel, just time to get it rolling, baby. On his big wheel. Hey, I don't like somebody who listens to Limp Biscuit. I bet he does. I bet you he doesn't. <laughs> Wasn't he? Limp Biscuit's great. You know, one maybe. Limp Biscuit's great. Yeah. That's why I say Nickelback's great now. They were great in like 03, 04. Yeah, Nickelback's great. <laughs> Why are you pointing at me? Because you love it. Why the hell not, boy? Anyways, Taker says, you ain't beating me. I'm the, do, do, do. I'm the dead man. If you try me. Michael P.S. Taker. <laughs> <laughs> If you try me, I'll make you famous. Rest in pieces. Make me famous, Taker. Make me famous, Taker. Why don't you pay me like one of your pretty little WrestleMania French girls? Are <laughs> you talking about Freebird? You know what I'm talking about. Didn't fight me. I was, my gimmick was more over than the dead man funeral person. Anyways. We then see that Stephanie has a restrained order in its center, Taker. So, of course, Kane goes after her. Undertaker won the match. Hunter also destroyed Undertaker's motorcycle with a sledgehammer and threw it off the stage. So the match is set. Stranded order. Broke motorcycle. Dead man. Rolling, 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 rolling. Rolling. Hunter had a big entrance with our favorite <laughs> band who does live wrestling entrances. Motorhead. Took him about four minutes for Hunter to finish his entrance as we see Lemmy just, it's all about the game, how you play. Triple H is the game and he'll play you. <laughs> it's a good game. <laughs> it's a good game and you can take it. Great stuff. They did just as bad at WrestleMania 21. Bum, 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 Undertaker gets a huge standing ovation for Limp Biscuits rolling. <laughs> yeah. By the way, he's too expensive in 01. We'll use him in 03 when he's not like this Taker. He's big evil Taker, and he's not using this theme song at all. Like, oh, hey, you want to use you down it now? No, no, no. Limp Biscuits like easily like six Better figures like cheaper. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. That'd be like... Who did Orton's first theme? That'd be like him coming out to it now. Like, hey! Orton's first theme was uh, kill, kill Switch Engage. Was this not. Part. Yes, it was. Was not. There's literally a video. Was not. This asshole, dude, there's literally a video. Burning My Light was his first one. This no. Fire Burns was the second one. Well, the second one. Are you okay, Ryan? <laughs> well, at first because he used it for a day and then, tr- and, then, the and, then, world. 
and then Punk ended up using it because it didn't fit. I always heard the story that it was his first. They used it for not long, and he came back to burning my light. It came back to burning my light, so it wasn't his first one. No, I meant to say the complete opposite of that. I I always heard the story that it started out with uh, this fire. It's like the same damn name to the song. That's why I got it confused. Burn, fire, who gives a shit? Move on. Agreed. What do you... <laughs> you should know, Ryan. What was the word? I was agreeing on not giving a shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we knew that a long time ago. <laughs> About what? Almost what? Pretty solid ago? match. We see uh, the Spanish announce table is already broken. So they just put a normal gimmick table up there. And it breaks immediately as Triple H sits on it. Takes a little back bump through it. Oh, table's broken. Great. Get the other one. Um, Back and forth match. Taker overpowers Triple H a lot through it. And of course, we get a ref bump. <laughs> Not just any ref bump. The never-ending ref bump. Um, Which leads to, of course, Triple H going for the sledgehammer. This ref bump lasted so long that the streak ended. Jeez. <sighs> Uh, he just woke up and well, so the pen. so <laughs> Triple H gave him, gave Taker a slingshot into Kyoto. We have a sequence happen. Taker goes for the pin. Kyoto gets <laughs> a two count, and Taker, being the lovely face he is, just gives some stiff elbow drops on poor Kyoto. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not pin that right? <laughs> Starts dropping elbows. On. I told you not. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't get DQ'd when Kyoto comes back to No, by the way, this happened at the seven and a half minute mark of the match. This match went 18 minutes. <laughs> and Kyoto recovers long enough to get the pin in. Yep. So about 10 minutes worth of the referee being completely knocked out. Which, of course, means they're going to make their way to the technical equipment area. Crowd was wild around them. Wow. Taker puts Hunter onto a platform that was about five feet off the ground. Conveniently, there's a steel chair right. over there, which means someone's taking a bump. Bump. So Hunter hits him in the back. Back. With it, and also a shot to the head, which Taker puts his hands way up for it. Good on him. It. Hands way up. <laughs> Come on, buddy. You can do this. I believe in you. Come on, talk! <laughs> do something. Hey. <laughs> hey. Speak. Do something. What the? Alright, Santina. Not quite. Anyways, see a bunch of chair shots on the taker. See a bunch of chair shots on the taker. It gets worse and worse. I'm glad that this I'm is I'm so tired. <laughs> Good. Anyways, JR mentioned that the ref hadn't moved in the ring yet. By the way, there's still a ref involved in the match. Uh, Undertaker picked him up by the neck and threw Hunter off the staging area with a nice little choke slam. They said 10 feet, 15 feet in the air. Let's not start this again. Nope. Was not. But how far ahead above secret level was it? I'm not in this one. Y'all can argue about this. <laughs> what kills Let's look up the I do care less about the drop. What kills me is the fact that you see this just big giant dirty looking mattress for Triple H to fall on. It's only compared to the platform they were on, about five feet off the ground. Alright, so Houston is hundred and five feet above sea level. <laughs> And, of course, as the EMTs are trying to take a stretcher and trying to revive Hunter, because, you know, he died, Taker just straight up, just free-falling elbow drop onto him, which nailed him. <laughs> um, and, of course, they make their way back to the ring. Undertaker grabs the sledgehammer. The crowd makes a huge pop for it. He took forever to attack him, so Hunter gives him a nice little cheap shot, a nice little low blow. Undertaker counters the sledgehammer attack with the boot to the face. They got to the feet, exchanged punches back and forth. 
Hunter ran the ropes and went for a tombstone. Undertaker countered it into one of his own. Hits the tombstone. As he covered, the referee was still down. By the way, we're hitting the 10-minute mark on the referee being knocked out. Undertaker then shoves Teoto. So suddenly, after taking elbow drops and slingshots, one shove from the dead man. It probably just the dead man revived him, you know, and healed him. Kyoto was miraculously backed up as if nothing happened. We then get Undertaker signaling for the last ride, which is his real finisher. He doesn't hit the tombstone as a finisher anymore. Signals for the last ride, but as he tries it, Hunter picks up the sledgehammer and hits Undertaker in the head with it. Very cool spot. By the way, this spot was actually botched and went horribly wrong. How so? Taker already had stitches in his head from a sledgehammer shot, I think, a week prior. This is a gimmicked sledgehammer. And the damage sledgehammer broke and busted Taker over for real. <laughs> Grant, like, and, the, and the wound was closed. You can see that there's no stitches. It's closed. You know, it's supposed to be shut. Well, the damage sledgehammer somehow somebody cracked or broke, and it busted Taker over. Busted him open hard way. So, um, gets the pin in about 11 minutes uh, after Coyote gets knocked down for a near fall. Undertaker, of course, is now bleeding. Hunter took him to the corner, attached him with the punches until Undertaker comes back with the last ride power bomb out of nowhere. Big pop. Uh, he covers for the win at 18 minutes, 17 seconds. Uh, the Undertaker is now 9-0 WrestleMania, which Ross mentioned immediately after the win, which is one of the first times we've mentioned, or they've mentioned, that the streak is a thing, that he's undefeated. So, what do you guys think? Uh, I think that streak ends somewhere in the 20s. Do you think this is at least their, like, their second best Mania match? Mm. <clears throat> this is, if, you're, if you're looking at the three, this is their worst one. Okay. I think it goes... Still not saying much, though. No, I think yeah. it goes 28, 27, 17. Pretty damn good match. Yeah. What killed me was the <clears> 10 <throat> minutes in the crowd. <laughs> you didn't that, know that. No. I bet the what fans loved were, it. What if they would have been playing Limp Biscuit the whole time? Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah! This time I'll No, because then it would have been a damn mosh pit between 67,000 <laughs> yeah, people. <laughs> Chocolate starfish and hot dog flavored water! <laughs> What now? <laughs> it's Limp Biscuit. It's cool. Wait, what? <laughs> what? Okay. Play the fucking track. <laughs> like that's that's one of my favorite tracks. Yeah. Um, the ten minutes in, in the crowd. Eh, I mean, if this was maybe a stipulation match, I'm cool with it. The fact that it was a normal match. Yeah, wrap up. But also, I love how in refs discretion. In most ref pumps, though, if the referee's knocked out, another ref comes down. Yeah. Where were the other refs? Do you like the famous they're jog dead. down the uh, ramp from uh, old little Nate? Well, old, old little Nate wasn't with the company. We should have had that, though. I know. Taker so. killed them all. <laughs> this is the I would have loved if that. I would have loved if that was a spot. If <laughs> Taker ref, killed everyone? No, no, no. no. If, if the refs just keep coming in and either messing up a count or not counting quick enough, and he just decks them all. <laughs> wasn't this, speaking of killing, wasn't this like the pay-per-view that like Dreamer had planned to like yes. sabotage by murdering Paul yes. Heyman? Like, legit? Yeah. Wow. Yes. He's mentioned he was going to shoot Paul Heyman and then himself on live television. He was going to shoot, kill him. Yes. He was. I, I wonder, like, if he was there that night or, like, how he planned on executing mm, that. Executing. Okay, it's 2001, post 9-11. How easy is it to get a gun it's, into an arena? It's not. It's not post 9-11. <laughs> it's not? I thought, this, oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry. So it's probably easy to do it then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, they pretty much didn't check anybody for anything for the entire history of the world. Oh, hold life. on, metal detector went off. What you got on you? Oh, you know, small hunting knife and a nice average size handgun. Yeah, oh, nine good. millimeter. <laughs> oh, that's fine. It's not a forty-five. 
Oh crap, that's probably pretty easy then. <laughs> I'm just being honest. You are right. sir. I'm gonna have to arrest you for carrying a bitch caliber. Thank you, Ryan. By the way, this is not the original plan for Triple H's Mania match. Yeah, Dreamer was supposed to face. Nope. <laughs> In a shoot fight, yeah. yeah. Triple H, there was two. There was two opportunities on the table for Triple H to have a match. One was a boxing match with. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Holy crap. <laughs> and the other one was you with... You did it, Sean. The other one was with Ray Lewis. <laughs> Ray that was the two options. But by the way, was this before or after the Ray Lewis? I was Lewis about to ask. Was this the murder thing? Or was that in 2000? Right. I thought he was just the guy that knocked the shit out of some girl on an elevator. That's Ray That's Rice. Ray Rice. Ray Rice. Ray Lewis was, was around. Ray Lewis was... Of course, killed, you know, innocent. Apparently he killed a guy? <laughs> no. He was around Alleged. someone that killed a guy? If he was proven innocent, I don't think he did kill a guy. Allegedly. Oh. Allegedly. Because I trust our justice system that definitely does nothing wrong ever. They don't. Yeah, I trust the government. <laughs> wow. Trust Even as government. a joke, I never thought we'd hear that out of your mouth. I say it all the time. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> just so they, they, just so they kill me? <laughs> you keep they've, testing that. They've thought about it. I know things about the Clintons. And we're all dead. <laughs> Next up, Jonathan Coachman. Anyways. Jonathan Coachman interviews a fan. Hey guys, don't care. Coach here. And it is now time for our main event of the evening. Thank God. Houston, we have a problem. They're shown preparing with The Rock walking backstage while Austin stage was points. looking in the mirror. Ross, Jim Ross was calling him the bionic redneck around this time because he broke his neck Jimmy and he's Wang back. Yang. No, not quite. We did a video package, which of course features... My way by Limp Biscuit. <laughs> yeah, this time I've been doing this on my way on the highway. Life is a highway. Life is a highway. You're going right. Right on that lawn. Yeah. You're going my way. Okay. Anyways. This whole video package pretty much talks about what the match is all about. Austin was gone for uh, late 99 all the way until middle of 2000 uh, at this point the Rock became the top face in the company Triple H the top deal we would then see Rock and, or Triple H have a feud with Austin after Austin wins the Rumble Rock feuds the Kurt Angle Rock wins the world title Austin wins the Rumble here's a match for the second time of course roles reversed as I, well actually there was roles reversed because they were both face at this point kind of sort of um, even though Rock was kind of showing the heel tendency, just <clears throat> Austin's whole gimmick around this time is like, I gotta win. I have to beat you. You know, more than anything else in this world, I have to beat you. Which is crazy, because you already beat him at WrestleMania 15, but it's whatever. Uh, and also, what a great night for this finish, because this is in Austin's home state, in Houston, Texas. Uh, what? What? He was coming back to WrestleMania after a devastating injury, and he's... One of the, if not the most popular wrestler in the business's history. He's all right. My God. So, both the baby faces. Austin's pop was much louder than the Rock. The Rock had a pretty decent pop, which really not I don't quite care as big as the Gobbly Gooper. Disappointed. Uh, <laughs> which I don't care much about the Rock getting a pop. What I care for is how many camera flashes there are, because every time the Rock makes his entrance, it just flashes Can everywhere. Do you smell what the Rock is? Cooking? Do you smell? Do you, do you just, do you just, just do you smell? Do you smell? Does your your nose work? You nose smell work? what the wrong onion? Nose work. <laughs> nose work. <laughs> yeah. 
By the way, this is a no disqualification match. Did you guys know that? I had no clue. Did not know it either. Um, the brawl begins. Uh, I thought it was a really cool moment as we see The Rock does a signature thing where he flips the belt around so he's not showing the fans <laughs> the belt. And as he's doing that, you just see Austin lock eyes with it and they begin to brawl. That was a cool moment. Good story. Of course, they brawl into the crowd showing some kind of tendencies of Bret Hart and Starbucks Steve Austin. Uh, crowd apparently was very similar to WrestleMania 3 in terms oh, of Hogan and Andre because the crowd was very hot and had a, they were popping for literally everything that was going on because even though Andre was heel Andre was one of the most popular guys in the company at that point Hogan was the most popular guy so they kind of fed off each other and did really well with it um, and we see Austin start to show a little heelish tendencies because he's being desperate and trying to make sure he'd do anything he can to try and win the race not win the race win the match <laughs> that's what happens when we have NASCAR on guys um Idiot. Yeah, I know. Seven minutes into in the match, and it's a wild brawl, and there's already blood. We see Rock lined, uh, busted open, which is weird because the Rock never really blades. He's been bladed three times, and I think they've all been in matches with Austin. Um, <clears throat> of course, later on, Austin gets his time to blade, and Austin always has it. He'll even say, "Oh, he's got great color. I mean, I, I really did. I always had a nice trims in my ass. You know, you know, I look really nice, look really well in it." Um, but, and it really did. I thought, I thought there's a bunch of people I think look great when they blade. Austin's probably the top one. That's because he's bald. Kurt Angle to a certain extent. Or actually, Eddie, I'll, Eddie always had a pretty good blade. Oh, but of course you got flair. Oh, oh with, with the, with the platinum hair. Oh yeah, it was great. Dusty was not bad too. Du- which you can tell with Dusty's forehead, he bladed a lot. That's what I'm, that's what I'm terrified Cody's forehead will How look like. How about Dustin's blade job at like double or nothing two oh, years ago? See, I don't think he was a great blader because he never, he didn't really do it much because of the paint. So, well, he had red paint on for that one. Yeah. So him sweating plus the blood, dude, it looked yeah. horrible. Uh, but I think in terms of like best wrestlers who I think blade really well, probably Flair, Austin, Triple H isn't bad. I mean, it's kind of hard to put a third one. I mean... Because at one point, everybody bladed. Now, of course, not as much. But uh, Flair and Austin always do really well at getting color. Um, the intensity continues as we see JR yelling at the top of his lungs as they trade a series of punches and elbows. They fight outside the ring. Uh, see a slingshot into the steel ring post. Rock takes this bump a lot in his matches, and he always does a great job in taking the bump. Um, and then you can clearly see a nice little forearm shot at the turnbuckle. But it doesn't matter. It's a buckle shot. Really cool bump. Um... We then see Austin uh, put Rock in the sharpshooter. Uh, Rock powers out of it. Austin sold by having a surprised look on his face. Austin then puts him in the sharpshooter again. Rock grabs the ropes. Hebner was telling him about it, and Austin gave Hebner the middle finger, which is not heelish. It's kind of just being in the face. Um, he then applies the Million Dollar Dream submission. As the announcers noted, he used that move while he was the ringmaster, putting over the idea that Austin would do anything to win. Rock countered by climbing the ropes and pushing back, which is reminiscent of... Bret Hart and Austin at Survivor Series 96, I think. Um, <clears throat> Austin let go of the hold to save himself from getting pinned, something Shayna Baszler should have done at Mania 36. She was too stupid to do it. Um, near fall there with the counter wrestling to set it up. Once again, similar to the finish of Survivor Series 1996. Then we get Rock reversing an Irish whip and hitting a stunner for a near fall. Then JR says, hey, wait a minute, what is this? It's his reaction as Vince McMahon, still in his ring gear, walks down to the ring. <laughs> um, as he just stands around there for a little bit. And, of course, in doing so, he grabs a chair 
And it happens. We see it happens. happens. (laughs) There it is. There it is. Vince. He didn't turn heel. It's just he, and he didn't really turn on Rot. He's just, hey, I'm, I'm just, I do whatever I want here. Um. And Vince distracts Hebner to prevent him from counting. Uh, the pin Rot then destroyed Vince with punches. Austin hit Stone Cold with or hit the Stone Cold stunner on Rock. Austin stunned Stone Cold. He did. Thank you for correcting me. I love it. I thrive on it. Shut up. Uh, Austin covered for a near fall. Austin ended and rocked in the ribs with a chair five times. You gotta kill him. And then Austin hit Rock in the back with a chair eleven more times. So Rock received about sixteen. Only eleven. Only eleven. Only sixteen. <laughs> Man, do you want to go back and count it? It's almost as oh, old as God. I am. Didn't count it the first time. Good. Uh, violent attack, but there was no chair shots. So or headshots, I should say. So that's good. So mm. no one can pull a Mick Foley from Rumble '99. He then covered him for the one, two, three. Even with the heel turn, the, the crowd does a huge pop as it ends at 28 minutes. Uh, and by the way, no stunner for the finish. Just 16 chair shots. Good heel turn. I mean, yeah. The fans are going to pop for a stunner. It. I mean, it's not a bad idea. I think they're going to pop regardless, though. Because they did. Even, even, as Vin, even, even as Vince and Austin shake hands, they erupt. I think it's because it's WrestleMania and it's a big moment. I think it's because... It's Stone Cold. I think it's because the fact Stone Cold. Austin's Stone in Cold. Stone Cold. The Texas rattlesnake is there. I think it's the fact that you had Austin. Big comeback. He was out of wrestling for a year. They highlighted his comeback. You know, filmed him at the Broken Skull Ranch. I can't turn my neck to the left or to the right. Got a neck brace up to my chin. <laughs> having a tough time here, JR. Well, Steve, you used to have a lot of it. I know. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> um... Off titty said the kitty when the milk's called dry. <laughs> mania or no mania, bad time for a heel turn. Eh. And yeah. also, you had why- to end the attitude era at some point. And that's that's kind of what people this this how this people do signal this is the end of the attitude era. It's like in in kayfabe, it's like oh. You can argue that they were working together the whole time to beat WCW. WCW's gone now. They're going to join forces. That's really not what they did. They they turned it into more so of Austin as being like a cocky heel, which shouldn't be the case at all. Because he was so anti-establishment. Now he's... The establishment is really... It's just bad. I, I, Does I, not I, compute. Yeah. And also, once again, Austin can't do anything to be a heel. He's been, Actually, he's been working as a heel for the last five years, but <laughs> people love him. So how can you change Austin from doing what he does and make him be hated? Because he didn't change his moveset, didn't change his promos, didn't change anything. That'd be like trying to turn Edge heel now, if there were fans. Yeah. It doesn't happen. It's Yeah, it's hard to do. I mean... It'd be uh, hard to do with Drew, honestly. Yeah. There's a lot of... I mean, there's a lot of guys I think it'd be hard to do with. Like, could you imagine them turning Cena heel in 05? Makes no sense. Give it a couple years? Give it a few years, yes. After he's booked the way he is as a face, then yes, you can argue that a heel turn would be great. But no five when he just wins the world title. Oh, we're gonna turn you heel now. We've done your, we've done our job. It doesn't make much sense. Austin won the belt. I think he should have been the face. Let Rock, I mean, let Rock be the face for this night. He leaves after this and goes and films the Scorpion King. Let him come back heel. That movie turned out great, by the way. Um, it did. <clears throat> Afterwards, Rock stumbles back up to his feet. Austin knocks him down with a title shot to the head. Um, <laughs> he gave him a title shot. He gave him a title shot. 
So <laughs> here's your rematch clause. They close out WrestleMania with Austin McMahon leaving, drinking beer, and of course with a beautiful call from Jim Ross selling the eh, heel turn that things will never be the same. That's true. Saying that questions need answers. Why, Austin? Why? Um, Stone Cold. If there's no JR, this doesn't do do well for me. The fact that JR sold it like that helped it. Stone Cold. Um, I think what they do later on is they start the two man power trip with Triple H and Austin. After this, they you know, so they do they do some decent stuff with them as a heel. It was just the wrong timing to do it. Um, and even when he does the invasion angle, he still didn't cheer, but he's he has a reason to be heel now, and I think that's the only reason why they made him. Turn heel again. It's like, well, we we think we need to do it this time. You're leading on the alliance side, and that still didn't work. Uh, it's just this is he's one of those guys that you really shouldn't turn heel. He was heel. He then got popular, became face, and he's just one of those you can't turn heel. They tried it with Dusty and WCW, like in the late '90s, them joining the NWO, and it didn't work because it, how can you hate Dusty? I mean, he's been one of the most over guys in the '80s and early '90s, but yet we're gonna turn him. It just didn't make much sense. And this is how one of, the, and this is how I thought they handled it with Austin. So, guys, what'd you think of WrestleMania 17? Well, first of all, what'd you think it's of the main explosive. event? Main event. I loved it. One of my favorite matches ever. Oh yeah, I think we've, I think I've mentioned it. It's I think <laughs> third on my list of top three matches, maybe at least top three Mania matches. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorites. For sure. What more is there to say about these two that people haven't already said? True. I mean, like That's this true. is like one of the most legendary feuds. Good ever. match, great storytelling. Heel turn sucked. We've covered all the bases. I mean, two of the most over talents in the industry ever, if not the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, I think this is the best part of their feud. I think. Their first part where they, it was pretty much Austin was the face chasing the heel authority figure, the heel authority guy with The Rock. That was good. Didn't really sell it. This right here where it's like The Rock's pretty much been saying, hey, I've been leading the company while you're gone, and I think I can handle it, and I'm, I'm the number one now. <clears throat> you know, it, it, just, it all fit well together. And, of course, in 03 when they picked up their feud again, they did pretty well with it. Uh, pretty much with The Rock saying he's never beat Austin at Mania, which he hasn't. So that was a good story, but I think this is their best match out of the three. Um, I hate that we're only going to cover one of these, because I have talked about covering all three as a part of a story arc, but it's just way too much time in between, so we weren't able to do it. But um, really solid main event. Probably, like I said, probably one of the best main events in WrestleMania history, if not the best match in WrestleMania history. Um, overall, what do you think of WrestleMania X7 as a show? Was this, I mean, I know we've all watched it before, but I mean... Can this go down as the greatest WrestleMania ever? I think so. I mean, what WrestleMania in your mind gives it a run for its money? Um, WrestleMania nine. Uh, no. Uh, thirty-one. Thirty-one was pretty good. Uh, thirty was decent. I was gonna say thirty. I think thirty's up there. Um, it had a better ending than seventeen. I didn't, honestly, I didn't even say Mania twenty-one. Not a lot of people give credit to Mania twenty-one. Probably because there's a lot of filler involved, but I mean, Mania 21 was, I think, very good. You know, if Mania 35 wasn't so long, yeah. and the main event was swapped with the uh, Kofi yeah. Daniel Bryan match, um, you got a shot there. Or even if it wasn't as long, I think that main event would have been better. Yeah. Some can argue. Because by that point, you've been sitting there for. It was hard to give a shit about yeah. what they were going to do. Uh, some will argue Mania 3, just because of the two big matches Hogan Andre, Steamboat Savage. Um, uh, 
some will also mention maybe Mania 5, Mania 6, which had Hogan Warrior and Mania 6, and then I think Hogan Macho Man and Mania 16 5. wasn't bad. The era of multi-man matches. I love it, player. I'm sure you do. 20 um, was pretty damn good, too. Uh, yeah, 20's up there. Uh, there. There's a bunch of good ones that you can say that were good manias. I can't say a lot that are great WrestleManias, and I think this hits it pretty well. Would you say 24 was a great mania? Because I would. Yeah, you had, I would say, you had Sean and uh, Flair, you had Taker Edge, you had Cena, Triple H, and Orton in one match. I mean, damn. I would say good. Like, there's a lot out of the good category, but there's none where it's like, holy crap, this is like one of the best shows. This is I've awesome. Seen. Um, and I think Mania 17 is that. I think Mania 17 is one of the best shows that I've watched. Uh, and I've watched it multiple times now because this is one of my favorites. So, um, and of course, greatness. It's hard to define greatness, especially in terms of like shows. I mean, cause it's all a personal opinionated thing. So, I thought 28 was up there. We'll have to see whenever we cover it. <gasps> spoiler! Yo! Hey, why'd you give a spoiler? Man. How's it a spoiler, guys? There's only three more episodes after this anyways. I mean, what else are we going to do? It's true. Hey, guys. So we got two more one-offs and our special final episode will be WrestleMania 28. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed WrestleMania X7. If you guys enjoy our episodes, once again, three more left and that's it. We go Basti. Dead. Buried. Six feet under. Um, gone. Gone. So. Alright. Jeez. It's okay, so, but just in case you didn't hear us in the last two episodes, we're not going away. This isn't goodbye, it's just see you later. Yeah. Thanks, bud. Anyways, follow us on social media, guys, at Triple Threat Review, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. TikTok's not going away, so, you know. TikTok, I just realized what that commercial was. Yep. <laughs> Erectile dysfunction, funny. Um, There's therapy for that now, huh? <laughs> Are you interested? It's buddy? literally a pill. Oh, that defeats the purpose. Oh, Jesus. Um, but yeah, TikTok is really blowing up right now. A lot of y'all are showing us some love over there. What's well, not normal? Erectile dysfunction. <laughs> what? That's two back-to-back dick, <laughs> dick commercials, dude. Whoa. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, guys. Check out our TikTok. Uh, new TikToks every single Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So check it out. Good stuff. Also, new podcast episode every single Monday. For now. <laughs> Three more Mondays left. Uh, also, check us out. Uh, you can still order our t-shirts per us on tees.com slash triple third review. Two t-shirts up By right the way, now. is the classic logo tee still up there? Because I don't see it up there. Crap. Uh, maybe. I'll see. I, I maybe. I thought, it was. I thought it would back up there. Um, we'll see. Worst is the worst if it's not up there. Go click our link tree on TikTok and you'll find everything. Yeah, pretty much. Start to TikTok, you'll find everything. That's that's the whole goal here. Um, and another thing that's not going away is our Patreon. Our Patreon will be patreon.com. For as little as $3 a month, all up to $10 a month, you get exclusive access to some bonus videos, bonus content, exclusive footage. Who knows, guys? If you join us after the podcast ends, we may do a special episode. You never know. Patreon. Look I'm down. There. Look you there. Yeah. Maybe, we'll, Maybe we'll even let you choose what we cover. Crap. Matthew's like, shit, too far. Too far. <laughs> um, back up, back up. You, back you, up. you may just hear us talk in front of microphones for an hour. Who knows? Don't mm, know. That would be fun. Um, tune into that, guys. Really fun stuff. Uh, once again, patreon.com is triple threat review. So follow us on social media. Follow us on TikTok. 
Um, listen to our episodes every single Monday and tune in our next one off. Which, by the way, not only is Ryan choosing the one off, holy crap, for whatever reason, he's hosting Reggie, the one off. Reggie, this is specifically for you. This will be Reggie's favorite episode. My good, Bro- brother. good brother, the chaos. It's going to be so bad. The chaos. That's the point. Absolutely terrible. All you have to do is read the notes. Yeah. And just do your best. Yeah. I'm going to have to borrow your laptop for that one. I guess I could bring mine. No, I mean, you can borrow the laptop. I'll just read it off my phone. You like like his laptop? Do you like his his laptop? (laughs) Do you like the laptop? Don't make me come over there. Be glad you did. Anyways. So, tune into our next episode. Next Monday is Ryan will choose a one-off. And, of course, it's a surprise because Ryan doesn't have it ready tonight. And we do not so, know. <laughs> so, tune in our next episode next Monday. So, that being said, I'm Ryan. I'm Matthew. <laughs> and I'm Wynn. <laughs> and Punch this, it. And this has been the Top Guys Wrestling Review. Punch <laughs> it. Punch it. Punch it. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>